0: With the extendo, Tom behind the board to my right, triumph return. Halfway out of his CIA disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked to anybody since the last time I was on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the listeners can okay. the listeners can get dig that that one, that one up. Talking about the CIA, Justin, welcome back. Thanks, bud. Welcome back. We, we're gonna just edit in around like more applause than we could even do after. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, why so, not? We've. With, there's lore. You were on beaches. You were on planes. You were all over the. What, what's been going on, man? I've check, been radicalized. Check it. Yeah. <laughs> you were always pretty radical. Yeah. From the moment I met you, man. No, I've been eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got the some glasses now. I see. Yeah, did you see a doctor or something? I did. <laughs> How did it go for, for the glasses or for something else? <laughs> a little
1: of everything. The, yeah. the glasses
0: helped you see the doctor. Whatever was going I on. I needed the glasses to see. Yeah.
1: <laughs> everything started to get. Oh, I started God. really re- reading all the fine text, and my eyes blew out.
0: <laughs> yeah. So now I have that, glasses, dude. That's that's that'll happen. I had to go to the dentist. I had to get a root canal since we last met. Oh no, not fun. Kind of metal. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like the autopsy album cover, <laughs> or like the the hemorrhage album, or the Mortal Decay album. There's a lot of those album right. covers floating out there you know, where the you're, forensics forensics like you're in the perspective of someone looking up at the doctors. But my dentist is kind of hot. Oh, that's oh. Cool. She's kind of hot. Uh, so that was kind of you yeah, know it's nice, that's, dude. I'm, my teeth are looking clean, kid. So we're there. Um, Justin's back. Your, your Crocs match your tattoos. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. I paid attention got to that. deal
1: with Crocs now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Crocs all day. I'm still working on the DeWalt. Yeah, I see you, uh, you kind you of trying to pull some here. strings, yeah. You see me out here on social media. share like, Shout to DeWalt Tough. Yeah. At DeWalt Tough mm-hmm. on IG. I'm trying to get sponsored. I'm trying to yeah. get some gear here. It's, I already have some gear.
1: It's interesting because like, or, completely organically, I just wanted to go really, really quick. I decided I hate red. I hate Milwaukee. I hate all the red stuff. Really? I like, I like
2: yellow. What about Hilti? Mm-hmm. I think I'm missing that. You don't know Hilti? No. Hilty's it's the other school. red. Hilti's the good school. red.
1: It's the good one? Yeah. I had I a like Hilti
0: shirt in this batch of shirts I just gave you, yeah. but it was two... Like, there was sweat stains. Oh, God. seasoned yeah, Sweat a lot. Yeah, there was a lot Ooh. of seasoned boys that yeah, had to be... so
1: I appreciate I'm you there. pulling pulling them, them gold strings
0: for me. Though. Pulling those cloths. Yeah. That yeah. shout. Yeah. R.I.P. to my dad. This is the first... This is the first of my, this is the first episode we're recording since I've been back from tour, first episode yeah. back with Justin. Just to catch the listeners up to speed. RIP to my dad, of course, and I brought over some of my dad's old fishing and clam and seafood themed <laughs> apparel.
1: <laughs> the go clam tricks.
0: That fit Justin. I'm so glad you could take that off for him. God bless. God bless. That, yeah, thank you so much. Um but again, now we got Ian Coney's. Ian, how you been, brother? It's been a few weeks now.
3: Yes sir, it has. But but I'm here now. <laughs> And yeah. that's the, all that matters.
0: Just, just like um, uh, Sammy Hagar said, right now, man, you can't drive 55. Yeah, not especially not Huntington Village right now, man. Yeah, pulled over. Yeah, that's why you were late. The traffic. You didn't want to go. You didn't want to go 55 y- down uh, yeah. Main Street.
3: Hagar related lateness for sure. Hagar, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hagar related slacks maybe.
3: <laughs> uh, Tom, <laughs> I'll
0: let you be the judge. Tom, what about you, bro? Tom, this is a historic moment. We're all together for a special reason. Yeah. And I kind of want to let you take <sighs> over.
2: Yeah, we're closing this down. Uh, not the show, but this location.
0: Well, no, that's my surprise. This is this is the last episode. Ever. No, I'm just. Oh, okay. well,
2: I mean, that's oh, up to you really. Proceed, right? proceed. Pro- I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. Thanks for joining
0: us. For like four I, episodes. I let him get five seconds in, and I hijacked. <laughs> Love it. I'm it. Sorry. Go.
2: Go. No, all good. I'm moving. I'm going to Georgia. Closing on a house real quick. So we're we're just kind of. This is the last stop here. Yeah, I guess. dude. so. Thanks for coming. Real estate. Are, are you
3: actually closing like now? I'm like closing you're... tomorrow. Oh wow! Yeah, and okay. then I'll
2: be down there. Uh, I think the seventh or eighth, depending on when the movers come. Wow, quick At, of July, right. like right July. now. Probably, oh wow. yeah,
0: he's not playing. Oh, Snapping
2: right. on out of here.
0: He's gonna be yeah. watching fireworks on the highway in a truck, like going on moving down to. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Moving down moving not, dude, you're moving yeah. down south on July fourth. Yeah. The the key the house keys come with mud flaps on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, <okay>. cool. <laughs> Nothing could be greater than moving down south on July i I'm actually driving
2: the Wrangler down with my father in law. Dude, you're right in the second yeah, verse. We're, we're doing
0: <laughs> I hope
3: that everything's in the Wrangler. Like it's just you, it's him and, and him. you're like, We packed the Wrangler. We're good. Yeah, we uh that's it. Yeah. there's there's four queen beds in here. <laughs> wow, he's getting
2: gifted shit. Dude,
1: what a test for the Wrangler.
2: Yeah, I know. It's got an air <laughs> conditioner. Yeah, luckily it's but downhill I'm bringing the Brazilian, whole way.
1: So if I pass out, he'll be able to take the wheel. That's right. <laughs> and it's not, it's pretty much just
2: downhill the whole downhill. way. Just, like, yeah, that's how. how the not, globe works. Not in gas at all. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So you know, a little bittersweet moving along, but I don't know. I'm that- personally sick of being in this basement because I've been working here for nine years uh-huh. so whew, it's good for me yeah but uh you know i don't miss uh, recording with you fellas
0: i'm um it's funny you're closing <laughs> on a house i'm closing my eyes and pretending this isn't real <laughs> 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 Tom, Tom sent me a text and told me about this, and I was like, "Sick!" <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, uh, congratulations, dude. I'm Thanks, looking bro. forward to crashing you when I when I go on tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Open
2: door policy for the bros. Yeah,
0: just just assuming that, and whoever's on, you know, in the in the van with us, whatever, if, if whatever are In the
2: van, it's fine. From whatever yes. country, <laughs> whatever,
0: from whatever country they are, from whatever, yeah, we don't care. We're gonna bust it in. But um. No, I, I, I salute you, I congratulate you, I, I look forward to continuing to do the podcast, everybody. This is not the last episode, I was just being facetious. Tonight, we have a special guest, Michael Malarkey, uh, singer of the band Burial Clouds, whose new album, Last Days of a Dying World, is available now on Church Road Records. We're gonna get into it. You might also know him from his solo work or his work as an actor. Um, we'll, we'll get into all that. Let's do it, Hollywood. This is Big Will from Heavy Hole Podcast, and I'm here with Michael Malarkey, vocalist of Burial Clouds, who have just released their new album, Last Days of a Dying World on Church Road Records. Michael's also a prolific solo artist with a wealth of material and in the past, and some of you may also know him as an accomplished actor, having appeared in Vampire Diaries, Project Blue, ba- uh, Blue Book, and many other um, uh, films and television shows. Michael, welcome to the Heavy Hole Podcast, and thank you for your time.
4: Thanks very much, man. Happy to be here.
0: Appreciate it, man. And um, we're going to start you off at the same place we start every guest off. Are you from a musical family? In your case, I'd also say a family that maybe has any experience in performing arts, things like that. And was there anyone growing up who influenced you in terms of what kind of music you're into and and performing music?
4: Well, I don't come from a music family per se, but um, I grew up with music around me i suppose and um uh you know first cassette tapes i remember knocking about the house were paul simon graceland that was uh that was one uh there was a beatles love songs tape i think there was a bob marley tape uh those are definitely my earliest memories of of music was uh those cassette tapes to my parents house but uh, my mom played a little guitar and sang but uh not for anything other than community you know um the influences i mean i suppose it's like people you meet along the way i was a super shy midwestern kid um especially going into high school like crushing anxiety you know like i didn't have very many friends until i found like skateboarding and punk rock i suppose and so you know the friends you meet on the way pass your tape they make you mix tape. and you know before i knew it i was listening to like rancid and no effects and even getting into like earth crisis and Snapcase and hardcore stuff um and that was kind of my gateway it was was through the misfits i met uh back in high school and all had a nice little community skating and hanging out
0: it's it's a similar story to a lot of guests and i think you and i are from a similar gem- generation um that ear- that first victory records wave was tough yes the snap case and uh bloodlet earth crisis Hatebreed breed early
4: hate-breed stuff. breeds
0: yeah, and hate breed to see hate I just saw them now at the Paramount Theater here on Long Island, which is a very, it's a big, you know, theater-sized venue, and I saw Hate Breed and, like, they were still playing like they were playing to a VFW hall or something. You know what I mean? They still Hell had yeah. the energy. Hell yeah. It was, it was great. And now, one thing I came across doing the research here is a band from your area, I guess, I would imagine roughly your area that you grew up in, uh, Side, right? Yeah. You were a fan of the band and then went on to front them when the singer left, when you were much younger, um, right?
4: That's right, yeah. Um, I was playing in a band just after high school that we strung together. Um, uh, We were all pretty amateur. None of us really played instruments at that point, but I very much had the drive to be a frontman and uh, perform, I suppose. Have some kind of exorcism on stage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you know, actually speaking of victory records, you remember the band Grade? Yes. They did like yeah. separate the magnets under the radar. I suppose that one was on victory, but that was definitely a big influence of mine back in the shady side days. And you know, we were doing that kind of emotive melodic hardcore thing with like an emo hinge here and there. Um, but yeah, I joined that band and we we toured together uh recorded together and that was my life for for four years or so before i became an actor but um yeah we're still friends to this day and we got another record coming out this fall we got back together to do a an ep um which was super fun
0: yeah i saw that the band has a reformed social media presence and has performed live and things like that and for the listeners um, we have an episode coming out where a few my, a few of my friends and I discussed Long Island hardcore bands from the 90s that were in a similar vein, that kind of, um, the word screamo gets thrown around a lot now, but in the 90s, this was like, you know, the kind of indie rock hardcore screamo style that that, that birthed a lot of that stuff, and I think there's a similar vein there, so people might want to look up Shadyside, um, who are fans of that, that kind of like emotionally tense, uh, screechy 90s hardcore, there's something there for people. Um And and you said there's a, there's a new record. Is there, is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of plans with that band or, or more specifically?
4: Well, we're just kind of taking it as it comes. It took a while to get the record. Well, it's taken a while to get it out. You know, we went through a couple labels, which was a bit of a situation for each of them, unfortunately. It was during COVID as well, so a lot of people were licking their wounds and not taking chances and stuff like that. But anyway, we've gone with Mind Over Matter Records to put it out, who are it's a great label, and um, yeah, I wanted to kind of do a different sound. If we were going to do another record, I wanted to approach it differently because back then I was doing a lot more of the here I'm screaming and now I'm singing kind of thing, you know, that was very popular in the early 2000s. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to approach it from my current pipes, and um, it's a little more straightforward um in a good way i think you know a little more punk influenced um and yeah i think the songs are still great i I hadn't listened to them for a while and i put them back on um after i had a chat with austin the other day and i was like yeah this stuff still slaps so (laughs) i'm I'm stoked i'm stoked to share it
0: Uh, yeah man, it's it's definitely something some of our listeners might want to go back and look at and look for the new stuff and you said you toured out like how Do you want to talk about how extensive touring was? I mean, I imagine that band in the 90s were talking about the kind of van, uh, DIY-ish, you know, venues, that sort of thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... We didn't do a whole lot of touring, per se. I mean, we we were local heroes, I guess you could call us. We did... Every time we played locally, we'd pack it out, several hundred people, play around different places in the Midwest, mostly. Sometimes we'd get out to West Virginia, D.C. area. But, uh, yeah, we kind of stayed in our in our little pond. Um, and then, you know, when I got into acting, I quit the band and uh, the rest is history, I suppose. But um, it was fun while it lasted. And it was very much like, you know, as it was for any of us who were in bands at that time. There were just all kinds of social things you'd do together. You know, you'd have, like, house parties and, you know, go on hikes in the woods and stuff. And it was just so much... Part of who we were as people and what our community was. It was definitely sad to, you know, be somewhat instrumental in the breaking a part of that, you know. Um, but good times, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, the older I get, I see band you know, bands, uh, the, the greatest bands in the world sometimes have a short sh- uh, shelf life and it's, it's no one's fault, you know, man. Everyone's going a different yeah. direction. Um, That's right. Is that around the time... You moved to uh England to go to the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So I I quit the band. I told them I was uh studying to be an I was training gonna train to be an actor and I got a one way ticket out there. Um and yeah, that was that was it, man. And I just you know, I've always had my guitar with me, um, every job I do and I'm always writing wherever I am. So music's always been there despite having focused mainly on acting at that point, um and here on out, I suppose, for my main gig.
0: From like a from a a um your fa- your perspective as a fan of music, um, what was it like to, to go over to England and um you know, I imagine that, you know, you had opportunities to maybe go to record stores or see live concerts there, right?
4: Oh hell yeah. Yeah. I mean the thing is, the I used to work in a record store, right, for, for five, six years uh, before going to London, and that, that mentality's never left, you know, seeing what shows are coming up, what new releases are out, what labels are hot, it's still, you know, an addiction, I suppose I have. Uh, so, yeah, I got to London, you know, one of the first things you do is you start getting in with where to find the local shows and all that jazz. I saw tons of good shows in London. I can't even think of all of them right now, but you know, I started playing out at different venues myself, doing solo stuff, and um, got into that scene for a bit, but I uh, was always going to heavy shows along the way. You know, that's my go-to thing. If I'm going to go to a show, I really like to go go to something that's going to make my chest split open.
0: You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like I said, your band Burial Clouds um, you have this new album, "Last Days of a Dying World." It's uh, it I I would describe it for the listeners as somewhere in the realm of doom metal. It's definitely got this uh, the sound that maybe you would associate with some Pacific Northwest bands—very melancholic, um, washy, uh, uh epic doom metal—and you're doing. Vocals is this is, is this the first release recording where people have heard you do like extreme metal vocals? Because you have a prolific career as more of a singer songwriter type of artist where you're doing clean singing. Is it, did you have to develop this style? Is this something you always wanted to do?
4: I mean, like being in Shady Side, I was screaming all the time, so it's it's definitely like ingrained, you know, in how to do that. Um, but yeah, it's the first time I've done something that's of this kind of. I don't know, you call it genre, but it's definitely different genres, but, you know, extreme metal, I suppose. Um, gra- gra- and, you know, it was, it was always going to be say. this thing, like whether, whether anybody who knows me for what I do on the side, you know, is going to catch on and dig this stuff, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I know they're out there, and uh, uh, I believe in the record, so.
0: So, how, you're, now we 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 left off in uh england you you you're going to school there um you, like we said before uh you know the the listeners a lot of the listeners are probably aware of your acting career of the vampire diaries the, the vampire diaries that sort of thing um and along the way you've released a lot of solo material under your own name there's if i got it correctly what there's uh three two full length albums and three eps that's that, right that you've put out um, you know, even up till last year you put out the Strays EP. Um, all like I said, more of a singer-songwriter nature, not necessarily extreme metal, that sort of thing, but our listeners are open-minded. And with burial clouds, you're doing like like I said, with Shady Side, there's definitely extreme vocals. Um I you know, I don't want to miss, um represent that. But with this band, there's even more of like a death metal type of growling, right. growling vocal. Yeah, and yeah. I've talked to people who've kind of like adapted into being the vocalist of their band, you know, after playing an instrument or something like that. Is did you like, uh, you know, there's people who even take lessons, like, like were you were you trying to develop the growl style, like, you you know, it, or did it just kind of come naturally, man, figuring it out?
4: I just just scream, man. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely trying to just do what i think supports the nature and energy of the song um and you know sometimes it is a uh, growl you know yeah, what i mean for yeah. a certain gnarly bit and i liked the fact that i you know had the freedom to to fuck around and try different styles out on this record because it lends itself to that it's very very orchestral and uh dynamic so i wanted i wanted uh you know some of those beautiful bits in there to have, you know, maybe a singing part or whatever. So kind of uh, using different vocal approaches was uh, something that became what this process was about for me and seeing if I could tie it all together, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. And, and the, the, the rest of the band, how do you, let's get into like how you hook up with these guys, because obviously at some point you, uh, I imagine relocate back to the States um and now in 2023 you're with these guys based out of Portland Oregon if I'm not mistaken, um mm-hmm. uh so so like let's do you, are these guys you've known for a while did you hook up with them through the music that sort of thing?
4: Yeah, it was random, man. Um, so I was living in Vancouver, uh, working on a show called Project Blue Book, and COVID hit the show got canned. And we were stranded there in Canada (laughs) with our storage in LA and an apartment in Atlanta. And we just didn't know what to do and where to go. We didn't know how long this thing was going to last or what it was. And uh, so we ended up buying a house in in Atlanta and taking an RV all the way down to Atlanta. And um, just sitting here waiting for the work to kick back up. And I was just, you know, listening to a hell of a lot of extreme music at the time and just kind of wanted to get involved in doing that again because i couldn't act you know i was waiting for shit to start again so um i randomly came across their page on instagram and i saw on the top that they were looking for a, a singer they were based in portland and they had a link to their instrumental record and so i was like well, i might check it out page you know like their logo i think i know what this vibe is you know and uh checked it out and it immediately was uh taken aback at how uh proficient and uh nasty it sounded you know and I just hit him up and I was like yo do you, I'm in Atlanta so you might not be down but you think I could throw some vocals on a track and see see if you dig it and that's kind of what happened and we went back and forth uh they gave me some notes here and there and ended up doing all the demos here at my house in Atlanta before flying out there to Portland to do it properly in the well, we did it in a cabin, not in the studio, but um we did it ourselves as well.
0: What? Well, where was the cabin? Tell me about that.
4: It's somewhere outside of Portland. Um, but we just rented an Airbnb cabin and uh you know, I'm screaming into a blanket in a corner near a river. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it, it sounds appropriate to the music because that's that's what I get at. There there's this uh kind of like expansive uh epic sound that that certain bands have in that doom metal genre and a lot of it is associated without that way man. Is there did you get a, did, did you guys get like a chance to go out and like go hiking or get out in the woods or anything like that while you were out there?
4: Nah, well, that kind of stuff is probably to come. I mean, I just met them as well. Oh, so all right, all right. um and it was I had a very strict schedule that time. I had like two days to get in there, do all the vocals and leave. So um, you know, I wanted to keep my head down and just get the job done. But it was, it was, I was pleasantly surprised that they were all good people because uh, they could have
0: gone wrong. Yeah, it was. It it often does with bands. <laughs> um, uh, still time. There's the, still time. <laughs> you never know, right? Um, <laughs> the I when the course of doing the research, one thing I found interesting. I just wanted to shout out for the listeners. There's a member of your band is either guitarist Flynn Hargreaves, bass player, bass player. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I noticed that he's got uh, Hargreaves uh, underscore pickups on Instagram, Hargreaves pickups, custom guitar bass pickups based out of Portland. We talk a lot of gear and stuff like that on, on the podcast. So that's something I just wanted to shout out quickly. We always like to shout out the small guys making custom instruments and that sort of thing. I don't know. Do you, Have you uh, have you had a chance to use any of his stuff or do you know anything about that?
4: No, I just know he does it, and I really appreciate you shouting him out, man. That's awesome,
0: hundred yeah. percent, man. It's something Joe that Flynn. comes up a lot on the on the podcast. So yeah, our listeners should check that out and check the record out. Um, now, what about I, like you just talked about? You just spoke to. You have a busy schedule. Um, you know, we we know that you have a young family, and you're you're acting, and you know, there's there's a lot going on. Are there plans to perform live with Burial Clouds? Are there like how are you guys taking it for for this, you know, the, the the future supporting of the album? Are there even plans for another recording, or is it just like wide open?
4: Yeah. Uh we've done a handful of shows. You know, we did shows around our single release. We did uh some album release shows, which I just got back from. Um but we're well, to be honest, we're kind of training up a new drummer at the moment. We're kind of in between drummers, so we're kind of getting all our ducks in a row to be able to to do it properly again. But we do have Arctangent Festival in Bristol, UK this year that we'll be we'll be playing um same day as Converge and Cave In, which will be a trip. Wow. Um but yeah, so there's that coming up. But you know, otherwise we're just taking it as it comes. You know, I have sometimes acting work that comes in last minute and i've got to fly off and do something so we're just keeping it loose for now until we get a, every all the ducks in a row but yeah i've already been working on the new stuff you know i've done about four new demos uh burial clouds new Barrel cloud songs and you know there's just there's a lot of ideas going on there's a lot of passion for it and you know strike when the iron's hot right <laughs>
0: uh, yeah 100 percent, man um uh, well with that being said we we always ask people to recommend music and to talk music you mentioned that you used to work in a record store so yeah and are you do you, do you still collect records do you still like do you have a long running collection that, that to this day i mean some people get out of it for obvious reasons it's it's you know
4: yeah well i mean i i was i i was collecting cds back in the day i mean i had records but then obviously when things shifted to cd that's mostly what i started buying but i yeah, still have like yeah probably about 2,000 CDs in the garage. You know, my record collection's smaller, maybe a couple hundred records. But, um, you know, I also, since I travel a lot, and this is the first time I've, like, actually been in a house, it just made no sense for me to to collect stuff. So there's, like, a massive chunk of my life that I was not buying music. Um, but, uh, gotcha. yeah, I, I mean, I'm constantly digging and looking for stuff and... yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: What? What are some? I mean, like something that we like. Like I said a few weeks ago, I had a, we're gonna have an episode coming out about like a very specific niche genre of Long Island hardcore from back in the day. What about like? Does were you say? Would you say there's like a scene associated with Shady Side from back in there? Are there any other bands that were prominent in the area, local scene stuff? Yeah, uh, like might want to get into 12
4: Tribes. You remember 12 Tribes? Yes,
0: I do. Um, I, I, are they still around? I know that they
4: No, uh but they were they were really good friends of ours. We okay. we played with them a lot. Um who who else was around there? I mean, we played with like Dysrhythmia uh quite a few times and Dysrhythmia? Dysrhythmia. The, yeah. The, the, it's kind the... of like a instrumental mathy chaos thing. The really um, good
0: shit uh uh i don't know if you remember uh, or if colin marston was in, in the band at the time uh colin marston um is a, a producer based out of new york he's he dysrhythmia is still around my i'm in a death metal band afterbirth we're gonna be playing with dysrhythmia coming up this fall no shit yeah wow. yeah yeah that's dope which is yes yeah, it's just like six degrees of separation right you never know man um their their bass player Colin produces like all of my band's records and most of like the underground metal scene out here in like Queens and Long Island, man. That's that's funny that you should mention them, man. I I don't I think that at one point he joined the band, so I don't know if the timelines would have matched up, but that's funny, dude. I
4: don't know. I don't know. I mean yeah. that was that was in the early days. Yeah. Um, yeah. the things are patchy then. I mean, we were very much invested in the kind of that, you know early screamo scene you know bands like page 99 and orchid and wow yeah um you know city of caterpillar jerome's dream and all that stuff jerome's Um, dream that was that was kind of a, a scene that we were very much involved in especially like keeping abreast of everyone's side projects going to shows when we could and even like the chicago emo scene like the kinsella brothers jonah bark and captain jazz and that that side of things too sunny day real estate promise yes, ring that yeah, kind of side of things yeah yeah um, so what well, what we would we, call
0: emo in the 90s before that term got overused and kind of yeah yeah. yeah bastardized yeah yeah it's it's funny because this really syncs up like i said with that other episode we got coming out because we talked maybe you're familiar with some like there was long island bands like um uh the judas Iscariot, millhouse um I'm trying to escape grace. There was you know a bunch of bands, that I think are in a similar vein of what we're talking about. You, you brought up mm-hmm. when you said Jerome's dream that really kind of um, uh, popped in my head, man. That, Cause the late nineties was a funny time. Cause you had that, the kind of tough guy letterman jacket, like Jock hardcore, yeah. but there was also that really intense, epic, kind of screechy hardcore too that was big, man. And then you had the whole yeah. power violence grinding. And and you talked about Cave in and Converge before. You guys are gonna be performing with Cave in and Converge. That brings it full circle in a way.
4: Yeah, and I mean I loved all the, you know, D beat stuff too. You know, I was into tragedy and all that stuff. We used to go to these shows at this underground place called the Legion of Doom in Columbus and (laughs) all these crazy old school crusty bands would come through there. Uh saw some great shows there while I was in Shady Side.
0: Tragedy, really great bands, man. Kind of Hell
4: yeah. And his hero is gone, you know, like that that was another early love, that band. Yeah. On the dark side of town, at least.
0: (laughs) Yeah, his hero is gone as one of those one of those band like legendary Kind of obscure bands too, man. Oh man. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't don't get me started. And tragedy's so good. Like D beat, but also like really masterful kind of songwriters and riff yes, writers.
4: Completely agree. Yeah. Y-
0: you know yeah. what I mean? Like they they their music could move people and it was still kind of that fast. It was at the end of the day, they could play with the crust punks, but that you know, it was really great band, man. Um wow.
4: So no, but that's a good point though, because it was. It was really, really carefully and you know prescribed their sound you know they they knew what the fuck they were doing
0: 100 percent, man um yeah people i people didn't people didn't know what they had with that they they broke up a while back i believe right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i don't know if those guys are still doing stuff but yeah i, I would we we have a, a list a mile long of people we got to reach out to on, on the podcast man that's one of them so uh regardless though what about some stuff nowadays that you've been getting into man like you know the um you know obviously everybody was kind of like indoors you know looking for music the last few years for obvious reasons like what are some lanes of music that maybe you've gotten into freshly the last few years or some bands you've been really jocking oh
4: man so many i got i got music problems man (laughs) uh let me think let me think yeah yeah. uh regional justice center that record was masterful and it's the same dude from military gun as well i really like the military gun stuff that's that's coming out Um, if you don't know that stuff check it out not Um, not familiar
0: to be perfectly honest what's that all about it's a punk
4: punk band called spy which is killer um i liked the new frozen soul record yeah Um, yeah we had uh,
0: we had one of those we had we, we had an interview with them yeah we did a whole episode with frozen soul great band
4: yeah, and I like also the new resurgence in the grunge sound, you know, there's a band called Fleshwater on Closed Casket, uh, which which put out a killer record, the tones are awesome, and Spotlights, Hum, obviously came back and yeah. did more music, which is awesome, all that fat, fuzzy, grunge shit, I'm all about it, Super Heaven, I think I got some more stuff coming out soon. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like it super heavy, too. You know, um, I do have playlists on Spotify, you know what I'm listening to now, which has all this stuff that I listen to. If anyone ever wants to check that out, I'm always adding stuff to it that I'm finding.
0: Fair enough, man. Do you now I you know, obviously, like I said to you before, you've been um, you've done a, a lot of content and coverage regarding your acting career for people who are interested in all that sort of thing. We want to focus on music, but. Let me ask you this. In the course of your different acting jobs and the people you've encountered, do you ever, like, find other people that are, like, into metal and, and you know, extreme music and interesting stuff and kind of just, you know, li- like, like instantly, like, hit it off or, like, at least have, have, like, a connection there? You could you could talk shit for a while, talk shop. Is, is it like that? Are there people that you don't expect and all of a sudden you're, you know, that type of thing?
4: Hell yeah. I mean, I always try to connect with music. That's my first, like, line with a worm on it that i throw out (laughs) into the into the sea you know yeah yeah. um it's rare though that i meet other people that are into like super extreme heavy music (laughs) in the acting realm at least to the to now um you know i I talked about project blue book before but the other lead actor opposite me uh is called aiden gillen irish actor and um Our first big connection was music because he was super into the music scene. Um, You know, even, you know, was a a host on a music talk show in Ireland. Um, And he knows like the Echo and the Bunnymen guys and various other, you know, cats. And, you know, so we were just blah, 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 back and forth, music history and old gigs and stuff like that. And it makes the time go faster, you know. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, maybe.
4: you could just end up sticking to yourself, keeping your nose in a book. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But.
0: Yeah. Well, it it must be. I, I mean, it, there must be a, a little bit like reminiscent of touring in a way, because you're spending so much time on the road. I mean, I know I've I've seen in other interviews, you spoke about this a little bit, and you had the um, 2018. You, you released your Captain Solitaire EP. I think does that speak a little bit to like life on the road, whether it is touring or you know your various acting gigs, that sort of thing
4: yeah maybe maybe in a way um, I think also the uh how do I put it suppose what what that kind of life does to you you know forces you into being um an outsider because you're always the new person, you're always moving along into the next thing and I I suppose a lot of the content in Cabin Solitaire was coming from that place. Um, Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I like that little EP. It's a fun one.
0: Well, yeah, three
4: songs that are all completely different. (laughs)
0: well, sometimes the e p should be a little you know a little variety, man i just I just brought that up because I guess you know things are open to interpretation sometimes a little bit, yeah, more. yeah, and when you talk about... I mean, about
4: I like eclectic, you know, like for yeah. all of my records, um I don't stick to one genre or you know this record is a folk record or whatever. It's like i I put out songs that are very different from the one before that are all kind of i suppose tied together with my voice and the musicians, but um. You know, I'm not stuck in a certain avenue. So, I mean, even the new stuff I'm working on, I'm not even playing guitar. I'm focusing mostly on writing on keys and synth and bass and just trying to warm it up and change it up a bit, get out of my current method of writing, which has been really rewarding and fun to do.
0: Yeah, dude. Sometimes you got to um, explore your options, man, you know, to explore new avenues. Uh, uh, yeah. With, with that being said, do you want to speak to anything else that you're working on or that people should maybe be on the lookout for
4: well i got it yeah i got a new ep i'm finishing up next week or the week after uh it's gonna be five songs i think maybe six see what we got time for but yeah it's gonna be slightly different i mean people are gonna be like okay Uh, which is fine i like that reaction um so yeah I'm, i'm stoked about it though i think it's uh it's different, it's less earnest, it's less heartbroken, you know? It's it's more of setting the scene. You know, each track is a scene. It's got a vibe, you know, you can feel it. And uh, for me, vibe became more important than anything for, for this new stuff. You know, I want to get a vibe going, if that makes sense. All right, man,
0: fair fair enough.
4: <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, we'll- You're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs>
0: Well, I I kind of get it, man. You you're you're you know, you said you're like going for different sounds, you're employing different, you know, you're not the one playing guitar, you know, you're just setting a different scene, man. You're you Yeah, that's you right. Know, coming at it from a, maybe a more cinematic perspective. Um I, and with that being said, uh again, Burial Clouds with the new album Last Days of a Dying World available on Church Road Records. I know as we speak, it was released about 2 days ago. Um by the time the episode goes up, right? Right?
4: It was released on the 12th. So, oh, the 12th. Uh, okay,
0: yeah. a few weeks ago. I, I got that wrong. Yeah. I thought it was 21st. Regardless, we're going to get this episode up um, in, a, in about a week or two, so the listeners will have every opportunity to check that out. Um, and we've been talking music for a while now. How I always round out the interview is I ask the guest to recommend one older album and one newer album, or EP, or demo, or whatever it is, any genre of music, just something to recommend for me and the listeners that um, maybe you really got something out of. It's nostalgic for you. I don't know, whatever the the case is. And something new that just kind of really, you know, you thought thought it was really popping.
4: Okay. Um, Let's see. Newer one so many but I mean there's a band out there called Holy Fawn um which is just incredible they're on Triple Crown and um kind of speaking to that grunge sound a little bit but just warm fuzzy tones very cinematic shit going on Um, but it's gnarly as well definitely worth checking out the latest record called Dimensional Bleed um Old stuff, man. I mean, I get stuck on old Alice in Chains. Uh, so I might as well shout that out, man. Those first four records are just like bitching, And they don't they don't get old to me. I can mm-hmm. put that stuff on almost any day and dig it. Agrees. Uh, and you know which one Agreed. you know which one's actually like I'm really digging on more than I used to is the one the self titled one with the three legged dog on the front. Whereas I didn't give that one as much time a day back in the day, but nowadays
0: uh, I'm I'm digging on that one a lot. I, I I should revisit that because I've been on a real grunge kick lately. I mean, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid and growing up, some of the first stuff I, I experienced was like uh, Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains, and the the grunge thing was kind of like my gateway into metal as a kid. But lately, I've been going back, and you're right, man. The, the, a lot of that stuff, the Alice in Chains records, it doesn't get old, and um, you can listen to them and Soundgarden. I feel like in particular, and and Hell hear yeah. so much metal in their sound you know people think of grunge as like you know not metal but there's a lot of metal in grunge and there's a lot of hardcore punk in grunge they just they, they kind of took it to maybe more of a songwriter you know standpoint i guess you could say absolutely yeah, i
4: yeah. mean allison change has so much metal
0: influence in it um yeah man for sure we just had um uh mark from sugar tooth on the uh on the program they they released um an album in the in the self-titled album in the 90s they had a single that was kind of like uh pumped up by being on beavis and butthead they were part of that like grunge wave but they didn't uh just they, you know they 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 were one of those bands that just didn't make the crest and they're back with a new album talking about fuzzy tones and all that sort of thing man that's definitely worth checking out if you're really feeling the grunge thing uh sugar tooth with their new yeah, album check that out
4: and, i haven't heard of that
0: yeah, yeah, they're they're a good band cuz they're one of those bands that kind of, you know, we in the interview we did with him, he he kind of talks about how, you know, different maneuvers in the industry didn't work their way. I'll just leave it at that and mm-hmm. um uh but you know, long story short, they're back with a great album and it, it kind of, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole it as grunge, but the grunge thing is back. Big guitar, I would say, and just guitar-based yeah, yeah, yeah. music, guitar-based hard rock is back. I think I heard on the radio the other day that guitar sales are up for the first time in a decade. So that that shows you something, man, you know, because for a while, you know, not to sound old, but the kids did, you know, all the kids wanted was hip hop. You know what I mean? I guess, you know, something's back now. Who knows?
4: Yeah, well, same with records. People want records again. I mean, yeah. there was a time when we thought that was going to die out, you know. Oh, my God, pla- more plastic shit. Let's buy CDs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing like the the beautiful thing of opening up a record and having the art that size and you know mm. it's just it's gorgeous um yeah another band also chat pile killer band yeah. unlike anything anyone's heard before really they're they're really carving their own path and i love it
0: we had a um an episode we interviewed them and yeah um oh nice a while ago i want to say it's been a while and they've done a lot since we interviewed them and that's definitely a band that's been working hard and mm-hmm. getting bigger and bigger platforms for themselves i see them out there man and you're right they yeah not i don't want to even compare them to anybody because they kind of they're doing their own thing man and it's it's dark and it's kind of noisy but they're, there's they're, they're interesting man Chat-pile if anything
4: i'm getting like a slight feel of like jesus lizard bit of melvin's kind of vibe you know yeah that's, yeah that's definitely in their toolkit at least um
0: yeah, like people say it's um, like you know like noise rock or whatever. But yeah, man, mm-hmm. good shit, dude. Right, and, and Holy Fawn was the name of the band, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're great. Excellent, man. And um so there's a lot there for the listeners. We want the listeners to check out all the music we just talked about. Uh I really especially appreciate the um uh all those bands in the, you know, the the 12 Tribes, Jerome's Dream and that sort of thing, man. We love the local scene talk here. As I said before, uh Burial Clouds is the name of uh the band you front. Uh, now, "And Last Days of a Dying World" is the new album on Church Road Records for people to go check out. Uh, is that I don't want to put you on the spot? Is that available on vinyl and and uh, and different formats now uh, from the label?
4: Yeah, yeah, you can get it. Up. There's like an eco variant and a splatter uh, a CD as well. You can get it through Deathwish uh, here in the states or uh, Deathwish Europe and also Church Road for the
0: UK. That's right. That's why I always ask, man. I always leave a detail or two out. So. With that being said, um, do you have any any parting words for fans of your music and listeners of our podcast?
4: Well, thank you for listening, uh, especially to extreme music. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm just I'm just chuffed that I'm here and you know being able to be a part of the scene again and put my stuff out. And it's just uh, I got a lot of love for this kind of music, man you know it's taken me through a lot of crazy moments of my life you know the times when you get in the car and you put on that fucking drowning man record and go for a drive and everything's better afterwards you know so uh you know i i do believe in the power of this kind of music it's not just angry it's not just fucking whining and screaming it's there's there's power to it right uh these are spells so uh yeah shout out to everybody out there you know holding that flame up
0: i i appreciate that i mean I, the, the, the when you say spells um i think we are tapping into with music uh whether you're on the creative end or the listening end. you're definitely tapping into energy and to things that we can't explain sometimes so i i think i think spells is, is not an exaggeration man i appreciate that a lot there um hell yeah yeah well
4: it's also you go to a show a heavy show hardcore show especially in the pit and that energy that's being generated it's cathartic you know it's what used yeah. to happen in the pyramids probably circle pit you know
0: you're i don't <laughs> you know what man I, it's like i said i don't think you're that far off you know what i yeah, mean it's yeah, called it something different man um michael malarkey uh accomplished musician and actor with a wealth of content Uh, for people to go back and check out and also, like we said, this latest Burial Clouds album. We're going to be on the lookout for your new EP and for new stuff um, live and in the studio by Burial Clouds. Thank you so much for your time.
4: Thanks, brother. Take it easy, man.
0: Again, that's uh, Burial Clouds, the new album, Last Days of a Dying World, on Church Road Records. We appreciate him sharing his story. Um, And now, look, I got all you guys back here, man. Mm -hmm. Like, we're we're doing things real old school. I like that we got Ian here with with the old school crew Ian, you brought something to my attention recently. We're going to get into some recommendations. And I like the the name of this one tickled me a little bit, but I... I, 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 I like when the names do that to you. Oh, boy. I, <laughs> <laughs> what What's in a name? I don't know. No, Ian, take it away, please. Save me it's, for myself.
3: I like that you started with that because... Because I was on my goofy shit when I found this one because of this name. <laughs> I'm I was I'm really not a fan of the name, actually. But mm. the artist is Snorlax. Yes. The album okay. is The Necrotropic Abyss. Mm. This is coming off of Brilliant Emperor Records based out of Australia. But you can also catch it on Avant Garde Music, which is an Italian-based label. Um, they have an imprint that is death metal specific now that came out in February. And the name of that is Unorthodox Emanations. So you could find it off that. It came out June 23rd of this year. And just a little bit of background on them. So Snorlax is a Black and Death solo project coming out of Bisbon, Australia, from recording engineer Brendan Allude. Uh, He released the first demo entitled Splintering in 2018. Um, And at the time, from what I read, he only had like a few years of drumming under his belt at that time. Um, But when that first demo hit, got a lot of applause from people like Jeff Whitehead of uh, Leviathan, uh, decibel Mag at the time in 2017 um, had it on a list ranked number two for must-listen underground demos. That was compiled by Trevor uh, Steinad of, of Black Dahlia. Uh, that's actually how I came across Snorlax back in 17. And then when I really was like, oh, wow, I like what, what this guy's doing was in 2020 on his first full length that was titled... Two, it's like a Roman numeral two, so I don't know if he says like second or two, but uh, eyes. They started, yeah, <laughs> they they started to uh to get much further into like blackened death at that time versus just like a more raw blackened out output from the first few releases, um, and then the only other things I had here that were interesting, good marketing by this dude because the Snorlax project has had a lot of like global recognition to this point after that that first full length. So this second full-length has, on the complete B-side, four vocalists, the different vocalists for each track, and the guy Allude is in two of the four bands himself, Um, and all of those bands come from Australia, so it was a nice, like, dive into more modern Australian death metal output. All four of the bands that have vocalists um, featured uh, have come about in the last, like, three to four years, so they're all... Fairly new guys, so you could check out those last four tracks if you're looking for a different sound from Snorlax. But interested to see what you guys thought of this one. I personally have only given it like two spins, but the the first full length I really liked. Um, I really liked it a lot. So this was a bit of a departure. It seemed like a little bit more winding. I think he's trying to do a little bit more experimentation than what he did on his first full length. And uh, And yeah, I'll turn it over to you guys to get your thoughts.
0: I, I, uh, this, this was really interesting, man. Thank you for all that information. You kind of summed it all up, I guess there, but, um, what I w- what I would add just for the listeners, I, you know, I do like black metal. I, I typically, um, prefer stuff like this. This is a little bit technical. Uh, it has all of its kind of like deep kind of melancholy, uh, sad atmospheric moments, but at the same time they kick it up a notch every once in a while. And they have like very intense, I guess what what you might call technical or dissonant parts just, just to sum it up, like I w- like for people who are kind of on that Scronky, like Goreguts, Deathspell Omega, maybe Emperor vibe, where they're looking for something a little bit. <laughs> Even the do- it's perfect. The dogs in here on the last episode in the studio too, man. It's great. Uh, people who are looking for something like that um, might want to give this a little bit of their time, man. It's very interesting. I, I, um, I, I gotta say, for it, it, it doesn't really break. The barriers like it's 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 black metal, you know what I mean? Like you you know, I wouldn't say it's like it's crossing over anything or it's, or it's progressive in some way, but it's technical and interesting, and there's a lot of attention to composition. It's it's guitarists in particular might enjoy this. That's what I would say.
2: You mentioned before Kyle Whitehead mentioning this, and that was the first artist I thought of when I heard this. It sounds like very inspired by like scar sighted totally i got
3: that more from this than any of the other output honestly um yeah i would i would agree to that
2: yeah but it's cool i like it let's listen to dude. it together i didn't get the memos on these <laughs> well here you go here Sorry, to check dude. it out yeah <laughs>
0: I apologize. We, we kind of, I had a guest cancel on me yesterday, so we kind of, uh, this, this idea of just all getting together here got thrown together last minute. So I didn't, you're right, you did miss the memo. I,
1: it's, sorry, I, it's nice for uh, you apologizing for not sending it to me rather than me apologizing for you sending it and not just me not listening to
0: it. <laughs> See, some things change from the old days. Um, what I do have to tell you about is Asteroff, I'm holding the CD in my hand. Old school flex. I got it from... I think I bought this <clears throat> from Hell's Headbangers Records because I was I was looking up in their search engine <laughs> like the alpha male I am. I was sitting there on my phone, <laughs> on my Android phone, in my underwear, <laughs> in my bedroom at night looking on Hell's Headbangers search engine for Nocturnus Records <laughs> to see if they had anything. And of course, Nocturnus-related bands came up. Uh, and uh, Astaroth... Um, Features uh, a ra- a random drummer that was in Nocturnas once. No, this is a band uh, that that is actually kind of like spearheaded for most of its career by Larry Sapp, who um was in the band Brutality for like the early years, um kind of just like demo era. If you see that there's these demo collections of Brutality going around, uh, those would be maybe the Larry Sapp uh, years. So um, Larry left Brutality and kind of forged this band Asteroth from. Uh, Tampa, Florida, in, like, from 91 to 95, prime Tampa, Florida death metal years. And what's interesting is there's a number of demos. I scored this um, collection on VIC Records, Vic Records. Like I said, I got it, bought it from Hell's Headbangers. Um, and it collects the Songs of Sorrow, demo 95, Lost State of Dreams, demo 93, and Burning Christians, demo 98. Uh, there's other recordings out there, and if you try looking this up on YouTube... Uh, good luck to you. I don't know. You know, there's a few random tracks that come up, uh, like, like this one. The the Body Before Me from 1995, that's probably a track from the CD. It looks like the same release. But there's a bunch of other random demo recordings out there. This was a scattered band. With What's interesting is, though, if you feel like going down kind of like a Florida grab bag wormhole, uh, like I said, there's uh, James Marsnick, who played in Nocturnus at some point. Uh, there's... Um, uh, Thomas Viator, who was in Disincarnate and Acid Bath. There's like a lot of different, there's a members of uh, uh, Brutality who went on to work with Larry in this band at different eras. Um, there's a, a guitarist who uh, was in Nocturnus AD, was in Brutality, was in After Death. If you know what I'm talking about, these are kind of <laughs> like people that are affiliated with Nocturnus and um, Brutality and other Tampa bands who maybe, you know, weren't, weren't your D.S.I.S. and Morbid Angels and, and, and those type of guys. You know, these are guys who were working musicians trying to figure out their way in the t- Tampa, Florida death metal scene. And uh, in a roundabout way, what I'm really getting at with my point is there's some really great, credible death metal on this album I have here, on this compilation CD, I should say, here. The the best, I feel, is the Songs of Sorrow, Demo 95. Uh, the other material is good, too, if you want to give it a listen. There's there's a, a kind of a long-winded... Um, biography of the band in there that gives a little description of some of the inspiration behind the song material and why there's a different styles of death metal, American versus European, maybe you could say, on, on different demos. But all in all, it's, it's an interesting release, and it's an interesting band to check out on YouTube and go down the wormhole and check out the Metal Archive page uh, and go see all the different members that have been through this project. And, and like I said, so if you're like, uh, you know, if you listen to all your brutality and Nocturnus and malevolent creation and blah, 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 all, the, all that stuff. You might want to give this band a shot, too, and um, just see what else was kind of in the pond back then. Uh, Stuart Stuart, or in the swamp, I should say, for Tampa,
2: Florida. Um, and you guys get to check it out? I like the sound of the one song you sent me, and I know we're playing a different song at the moment. It's kind of all over the place because of a compilation. But it's it's got that charm to it where you can hear the whole dang room, and uh, it's got mm. that big, thwacky kind of kick sound, and it's, it's cool hearing new, old shit like that. So it always is, you know, it's part of fun of doing the show. God damn it. Uh, I can see a Florida grab bag wormhole being a fun game. We play
1: in Tom's backyard down in Georgia. Wow. <laughs> Florida! You know. yeah, that, that's me cleaning out my tapes and CDs. This <laughs> was <laughs> so close to Florida. Just dig a hole. And just... Yeah. Damn, damn close. <laughs>
0: close. The, What's the it ba- filled with? I don't know. The band wormhole comes and plays the backyard while you're doing that. That's, that's a different... Uh, we don't have time boys. for that. <laughs> Ian, you, uh, you get to check it out?
3: Yes, I. but I only listened to the one track that you sent through as well, but then I did go to Metal Archives, and Jesus, there was if you went to like past members, yeah, that was like a fucking chapter book Sorry, of what was in there. there. Yeah, you had noted, but just to echo, um, Tomas Viator. Yeah, I, um, I assume, yeah. It said he drummed with them in 91 and 92, and you mentioned Acid Bath. Dude played keys on 96's Pagan Terrorism Tactics, which... That album put me further on to, like, Goat horror eventually through Sammy. Uh-huh. S- young Samuel. Um, so uh, I have an affinity for that album from, from Acid Bath. And then the other guy, uh, Tony Loreno. Yeah. Um, I believe he's still the drum tech for Megadeth from what I saw. Wow. And he drummed on on this shit in 92 to 93. And he's played like everywhere. He was in Nile and Malevolent Creation in like early 2000s, it said. And he's done live support for like fucking everybody. It, from artists from Megadeth and um, like Skeleton Witch to All That Remains and Black Dahlia. It says nice. this guy has done live for it, the list, it was like 25 bands that he has played live with. So Sick. And done a lot of session work.
2: He as must well. love the road then. <laughs> love yeah. that fucking commitment. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, so that's what I'm saying, man. Is this is one of those anomaly bands that cut a bunch of demos and had a f- bunch of different errors to it, different people in and out. So you might want to peruse what's available. I don't listen to a lot of streaming music platforms, so I don't even know what would be on Spotify or whatever. But I imagine it's just as murky as what you could find on YouTube for these guys. Um, and that would
2: be that. Let's check it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, we're back here with the Saw. Oh, my God. All right, Astaroth from Florida. Not to be confused like I was just telling you guys. If, like, I This is kind of like me playing Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego Sandia- San with the listeners because there's like Astaroth from the early 90s, from Finland, from Italy, from like – there's a lot of – the metal archives list is deep. Um, the demos <clears throat> on this band are, are frequent. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of little cuts. So, so happy hunting. It's worth it. I personally, if I was you – um, I would buy this Astaroth, uh, the Demos CD on VIC Records, Vic Records, uh, out of the Netherlands. Uh, it's distributed by Hell's Headbangers, I know. Maybe maybe I bought the last one. Who knows? Uh, maybe you don't listen to CDs. Maybe Big Will sounds old. Maybe I just shaved my head now. I don't even go to the barber. Maybe I'm going bald. I don't know. Listen, speaking of haircuts, Justin. Yeah, dude. We didn't, we didn't <laughs> speak to you. Did you give these guys the big reveal? Uh, Tom knows. Are you no.
3: cut right dude. now? Uh, Whoa, yeah. I did not... For, yeah, he yeah. had a hat on. He had what? a hat on, and it was yeah. slicked back there. That looks very nice, though, man. Thank
1: you so much. I had yeah. to get it for my job.
3: I, did you change jobs recently, or has, was it a while ago? I can't really talk about it. Okay, there. fair. fair. Yeah. It's the CIA. But I like that. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's why he's been missing for a while.
3: Yeah, well, it, it looks beautiful.
1: Thanks so much, man.
0: <laughs> I'm, sw- <laughs> I'm sweating more with less <laughs> hair now. Wow, dude. Yeah, I, I switched it up, too. I used to, like I was saying... I used to go to the barber, and 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 he knows the barbers know what's up. They just want the money. When they see a guy that's got male pat- pattern baldness creeping in, they're like, "Oh, what an easy day I've <laughs> f- Yeah, not only that, and they're like, "I gotta, you know, I gotta make this guy look good and think he's got some hair left because I want him to keep coming in." But of course, yeah, the sad yeah. days happen. I got back from the the exsanguinated tour, and I looked at my buzzer, and I just went, and I fucking I, I I cut it all off, dude. I'm not doing the retired. Security guard Paul Blart, crew like little strip of crew cut up front, and then you're bald, and then it, no.
2: You had that cut for a long time, man. Yeah, I. Um, it looks lo- good.
0: It looks like you
1: have a lot of hair growing in, so it's fooling me. Well, yeah. I'm I'm taking I, your word for it. I'm,
0: the the, the the weed dispensaries in Michigan are powerful I might be getting all my hair back shout out to Michigan <laughs> yes out there yeah. um we had a we did the exsanguinated tour was good we didn't really touch on that yet on the podcast but I don't yeah so the the Michigan recreational weed may or may not allegedly be causing me to grow my hair back uh more about that I love it is weed legal in Atlanta Georgia I don't in know G- I don't, I don't yeah, know. I'm Oh, yeah, I don't even know. I didn't. I'm just check, I, I just checking my sh- stock. Well, should we do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> should we do a bonus uh, episode just looking at all the laws of
0: Georgia? Yeah, that you know. might not be sure. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, well, speaking of bonus episodes, next time, uh, check us out on Patreon. Heavy hole. We're t- we're going to be updating those um, Patreon bonus episodes. We got a one size fits all five dollars a month um, clause. Uh, in there uh, that, that you have to pay or Justin's going to come out with his new haircut and a clipboard and, and come to your house.
1: Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture. You don't want that. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's going to send you a weird pic. Not a dick pic. Not doing that. It's 2023, guys. Even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no,
1: that's only for me.
0: <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, send it to yourself. Not Just... even
1: my wife. Oh boy. oh, boy.
0: And here we are. All right, man. Um... Uh, thank you very much to you, Ian, for coming down tonight too, man. Bringing that recommendation, the Snorlax. Um, what Doctor Seuss book
2: am I? It's the Snorlax.
3: That's 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 Pokemon. Yes, it's the
2: heaviest Pokemon. Wait, 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 is
0: that what that
1: is?
2: I'm yeah, sure. it's definitely.
3: That's like first generation Pokemon. You're
2: thinking the Lorax. The Lorax. The Lorax. The
3: Lorax.
1: Yeah, okay. no. Snorlax. We will. We're uh, thinking the same thing because uh, we uh, both hate Japan. Uh, well, uh, I do. I don't know what he hates. Well, yeah. the, Lor- the Lorax. <laughs> yeah, there
3: we go. The just lore- cut off a whole market for the <laughs> yeah. podcast. The,
0: the Lorax was the ecology yeah. book, so that would make more sense for a black metal band. In I was going to
3: Lorax mm, yeah. sounds far better for a black metal band than Snorlax. Yeah. Snorlax yeah. is just like Death Doom or
0: something. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, but you did have to play a pretty cool, actual, pretty rare flute to move that son bitch out the road. Uh, oh, that's true. You you know, Pokemon what I mean? snack. Yeah. Yeah. there yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. was pretty nice. You had to, yeah, to do that rare flute. <laughs> and maybe that's maybe that's why because the flute is so rare it's yeah, rare, yeah, well, rare. yeah, yeah. I, I read that too but yeah I, I also like that about my bands rare to move
3: <laughs> <laughs> rare to move
0: Justin speaking of your bands yeah I've seen creepy oh, gurglings creepy memes yeah bubblings I've Seen. I don't know if they're memes because I didn't <laughs> laugh at them I just got scared <laughs> it's, they're documentary photos. serious that's, memes on on uh 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 dangerous thing is it coming back can you are you at liberty to say will they let you say (laughs) (laughs) okay man the listeners heard it (laughs) there you go i'm not even i'm not even gonna go there you heard it here first okay man no doubt man all right moving on moving on he's got that like like that look of like, remember the Metallica video where the guy's like, mm. oh, "I want to die" or whatever. Like the the Johnny Got His Gun video or whatever.
2: I don't even remember that. Yeah, I like have guy... seen that video. Yeah,
0: never tell myself this way. And the guy's like in the in the bed with the sheet over his face, like wants to die. Yeah, that's me. That's Justin right now when I ask him about his dangerous thing coming back. He's tapping his fingers in Morse code. Will. The lawyers are going to kill me if I li- <laughs> as soon as I leave the house, I'm dead. If you keep talking about a dangerous thing, all right. So don't go to listen to that on Bandcamp or buy any of it or support any of it, please. Don't. Or they will kill Justin yeah. and I will wake up with his head in my bed, like like the fucking movie. All right, like like Ghost Dad. <laughs> 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 Justin will be there, guiding me through life. It'll be hilarious. Thank you so for saying please, that. So uh, yeah. please support Dangerous Thing. Thank you for oh, saying God. that. I still
1: ha- I don't think I've ever seen the full movie of Blade. Wait. Yeah.
0: I I have like <laughs> I, I have never seen the entire thing. All 3 movies plus the plus the pilot to the TV show that had sticky fingers of onyx instead of um, uh what's name? Oh, Wesley Snipes? Yeah, yeah. I got that on a DVD for like two bucks at the thrift
3: store,
2: bro. The, they did, that did a rules. show. They which, did a blade show. Yeah, they did a. They they showed it after the Super Bowl one year. Yeah, yeah. it was like a big yeah. it was a like lead, NBC was the league, Super Bowl pretty. led into the blade. They were TV like, and now stick around for Blade. And like, <laughs> big drop off. I know yeah. that
1: like I, there's a bunch of them, right? But like, which number is the best? Two. You would know
0: better than me, and I watched all of them. And
1: I was
2: How many like, are there in total I checked room? out a little bit. There's there's three movies. One is great. Two is the best. Three is passable. What do you like best about Two, sir? It's innovative for a vampire flick. Innovation. It truly is. Uh, create a second subspecies of vampires that are a threat to the uh, current vampire Oh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. You know? And, That's and, and, two. and then Blade has to team up with them, and Ron Perlman's like... I'm not taking any shit. But then also, he, he has never to take does. shit. He, he does? He has to take shit. It's real weird. Oh, no. Because <laughs> Blade <blood laughs> sets him up right. He usually never does. He yeah. never takes shit. <laughs> it's very rare. in that. Very rare. But, uh, yeah, it's just a good movie overall. Donnie Yen it's great. Uh, Chris Christopherson, he's crushing it in all three movies, yeah, as good. he does. And yeah, that's right. Chris fucking Christopherson. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Dude, right. now now I gotta watch the Blade movies again. Yeah, okay. i check that. Shout yeah. out to Tom for bringing that up. Shout out, to, did you bring it up? No, you brought it up. Yeah. Because I was talking about Ghost Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think we should just roll right into the bonus episode. Uh, let's close this one out. Listen, guys, uh, of
0: all the ideas Tom you've ever had in the studio, thank you for inviting us today. I think that's probably close to the best. Shout out to Michael Malarkey, our guest tonight. One. I'm a will turn, the